always knew what you wanted to do? She wrinkled her nose. It's a dreadfully pathetic story. Tell me anyway, he invited. It'll make me feel better when you savage me in one of your cartoons. I was sent away to boarding school at the age of six. Lorenzo had been five years older than that when he'd been sent away. But he remembered the feeling. Leaving home, the place where you'd grown up and every centimeter was familiar, to live among strangers. In his case, it had been in a different country, too. With a child's perception, at the time he thought maybe he was being sent away as a punishment, that somehow he'd been to blame for his parents' fatal accident. Now he knew the whole truth, and realized it had been his grandparents' way of giving him some stability and protecting him from the potential fallout if the press had found out what had really happened. But it had still hurt back then to be torn away from his home. I hated it, she said softly. So had he. I cried myself to sleep every night. He would have done that, except boys weren't allowed to cry. They were supposed to keep a stiff upper lip, even if they weren't English. The only thing that made school bearable was the chapel, she said. It had these amazing stained glass windows, and I loved the patterns that the light made on the floor when it shone through. I could just lose myself in that. For him it had been music. The piano in one of the practice rooms in the music department where he could close his eyes and pretend he was playing Bach at home in the library. It helps if you can find something to help you get through the hard times, he said softly. I, um, tended to disappear a bit. One of my teachers found me in the chapel. They'd been looking for me for almost an hour. I thought she'd be angry with me, but she seemed to understand. She brought me some colouring pencils and a pad and I found that I liked drawing. It made things better. He found himself wanting to give Indigo a hug, not out of pity, but out of empathy. He'd been there too. Why did you decide to work with glass instead of being a satirical cartoonist? He asked. Drawings are flat. She wrinkled her nose. But glass, it's the way the color works with the light, the way it can make you feel. Passion sparkled in her dark blue eyes, and Lorenzo suddenly wanted to see her eyes sparkle with passion for something else, which was crazy. He wasn't in the market for a relationship. He had more than enough going on in his life right now, and even if he had been thinking about starting a relationship, a glass artist with a penchant for skewering people in satirical cartoons would be very far from the most sensible person he could choose to date. Besides, for all he knew, she could already be involved with someone. A woman as beautiful as Indigo Moran would have men queuing up to date her. You really love your job, don't you? he asked. Of course, don't you? I guess so, he prevaricated. He'd never known anything else. He'd always grown up knowing that one day he'd become king. There wasn't an option not to love it.
It was his duty, his destiny, no arguments. So, what do you do? she asked. She really wasn't teasing him then. She actually didn't know who he was. And he wasn't going to make things awkward or embarrass her by telling her. Family business, he said. My grandfather's retiring next month, so I'm taking over running things. It was true, just not the whole truth. Workaholic, hmm? He would be, but that was fine. He'd accepted that a long time ago. Yes. Not wanting her to get too close to the subject, he switched the topic back to her work with glass. When he smiled, Lorenzo Torelli was completely different. He wasn't the pompous idiot he'd been in the garden.